0: Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. I'm Michael Sadat and joining me today is the Secretary General of the International Association of Insurance Supervisors, Jonathan Dixon. Welcome Jonathan.
1: Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
0: Um, So Jonathan, this week we've got the International Organization of Securities Commissions, IOSCO, in Sydney for their annual meeting and lots of regulators from around the world visiting us. Um, so what is the IAIS and what, what role does it play?
1: Great. So the IAIS is, uh, is the International Association for Insurance uh, Supervision. So it is the uh, international standard-setting body, if you like, for, for insurance supervisors. So very much like IOSCO is the standard-setting body for securities, we have the Basel Committee for Banking Supervision, we are the insurance version of that. Uh, We are a very large uh, association so we have uh, over 200 members uh, from uh, more than 140 countries representing 97% of global insurance premium. So we are a a truly global uh, association and we're also a truly diverse association because amongst those 200 members, uh, close to two thirds of them are from emerging markets. So we represent both the big uh, global markets as well as the smaller emerging ones. Um, And our mission uh, as the IIS is to promote effective and globally consistent insurance supervision uh, in order to develop and maintain uh, fair, safe and stable insurance markets, really to protect policyholders and benefit policyholders and to contribute to global financial stability.
0: What are some of the current priorities for the organisation going forward?
1: Yeah, so I'd say we've really got three priorities. Bucket them into into three areas. So first of all, um, we are still dealing with the the aftermath of the global financial crisis. Uh, Ten years later, a lot of reforms are happening and we are busy with finalising our part uh, of the post-crisis reforms, uh, insurance was certainly not the cause of the crisis, uh, but we but we did learn a lot of lessons uh, through the crisis, particularly uh, that uh, risk in a system can be amplified or or, uh, or impact the insurance sector through interconnectedness. Um, so what we're busy with at the moment there is first of all we are finalising what we call the Common Framework for the Supervision of Internationally Active Insurance Groups, or COMFRAME, much shorter. Uh, and COMFRAME for the, is, a, is a real milestone, and we, we should complete th- that by the end of this year. And it's a milestone because for the first time, we will have what, a, a global framework for the supervision of global groups. And we know the insurance sector is becoming increasingly global. Uh, and we need to have a global response in terms of a global supervisory framework. Uh, and that 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 includes uh, what we call our insurance capital standard, which will be a global risk-based uh, capital standard for global groups. But by uh, the end of this year, we will be entering into a, n- a next phase where we will have a version that we uh, use for... Uh, confidential reporting to group-wide supervisors during a monitoring period. So we're moving ever closer to implementation of this capital standard. At the same time as we're finalizing these post-crisis reforms, our second priority is to pivot to the next horizon. uh, And look what's coming down the road uh, in terms of emerging or accelerating trends and risks. And those include areas such as uh, cyber risk, climate risk, importantly fintech, uh, but also broader uh, sustainable development and the role that insurance can play. Uh, And in those areas our job is really to equip our member supervisors to be able to uh, effectively uh, deal with that in their supervisory approaches. Probably less about setting new standards and more helping uh, supervisors to apply our existing standards in a way that's appropriate to the new environment. Uh, And then lastly, uh, the third priority area is is to have an increasing focus uh, on the assessment of implementation of these global standards. So as we we finalise the global standards, uh, that's half the job, the other half is making sure that they're actually implemented by supervisors around the world. So we will assess uh, how implementation is going and we will also help our members to implement these changes through capacity building, supervisory exchange platforms, and so on.
0: So I was interested to, to hear from you about what some of the key challenges are for an organization made up of, of almost 200 uh, members, around 100 regulators around the world. Um, you mentioned that one of your objectives is promoting consistency. So what are the challenges around, around achieving that?
1: Yes, well, as you can imagine, when you have, uh, you know, 200 members from very diverse parts of, of the globe and, and very different market uh, conditions, uh, getting a, a global standard that all can agree to is, is, certainly, a, is, is certainly a challenge. Um, uh, I mean, diversity is one of our strengths uh, because we are able to call on experts from every corner of the globe uh, but it is, uh, as you can imagine, also a challenge to set standards in such a way that they, they recognize sort of jurisdictional differences and are sufficiently flexible to accommodate jurisdictional differences in supervisory regimes, in insurance markets, uh, but at the same time, not so uh, flexible and so high level. Uh, that it undermines our global consistency and comparability uh, objective. So it's really about trying to get the right balance uh, and we have very robust and extensive, extensive discussions about achieving that balance. Uh, I'd say our other challenge uh, as such a, a, a widespread uh, association is, is making sure that we provide value to all of our members. Um, and so a lot of the work we've been doing on financial stability issues, focusing on big global groups, has perhaps been more relevant to uh, the, the, the home uh, supervisors of those big groups in developed countries. Uh, we have to make sure that we continue with our work uh, on, on implementation and capacity building that helps our members from the, from the smaller and more developing jurisdictions. Uh, But I think the next phase we're moving into is very positive because these new and accelerating areas that I talked about, like fintech, cyber, climate, uh, these are areas that are relevant not only to big developed jurisdictions, but also equally, if not more, to small emerging jurisdictions as well.
0: Yep, indeed. Um, You mentioned fintech. um, And my next question is about technology and how advancements in technology uh, can change the work of regulators. Is that something you can talk us through?
1: Yeah, so this is this is huge. Uh, There's no doubt that uh, digital innovation, fintech, this is going to be a key focus for the association in the coming years. Uh, it has it, it, it offers huge benefits uh, in terms of improving um, uh, benefits for policyholders in terms of products that are cheaper, Better uh, quality of service, uh, huge benefits also for financial inclusion and making uh, products accessible uh, and affordable for a bigger portion of the market. Um, uh, but there, you know, there are there are challenges for supervisors. So first of all, uh, looking at, at 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 fintech, have to understand how do we how do you apply. Uh, supervisory standards in this new digital uh, environment. Um, uh, what we've observed in terms of fintech and InsurTech is that it has led to sort of inc- uh, plenty of incremental improvements. The, the key question is uh, more in the area of big tech. So, when big tech firms like the Apples, the Googles, if they start entering uh, the insurance market in a big way, uh, what is the potential for disruption? Uh, And so the job of of supervisors is to continue to monitor these trends, uh, to exchange lessons on good supervisory practices. Uh, But then I would also say it's about being mindful of risks, because whilst uh, fintech has great benefits, it also introduces potentially new risks like uh, cyber risk. Uh, We also have to think about what does it mean for the overall approach to regulation and supervision. A lot of people have talked about uh, the fact that they try to be technology neutral in their approach, but what happens when uh, fintech starts uh, breaking up the value chain um, and you have an increased outsourcing of activities. There's some big questions there. Um, The ethical use of artificial intelligence and big data is a big question. Uh, data privacy uh, and the overlap then between insurance supervision uh, and the uh, uh, data protection uh, authorities. Uh, So it is a very much a uh, a shifting world uh, but we are aiming to equip our member supervisors to understand this world, how they need to adapt their practices Uh, and lastly um, also, take advantage of the opportunities because we also know there is RegTech and SupTech, uh, which can really help the job of supervision. Firstly, RegTech, making sure that firms have the, have the type of data that they need to improve their compliance and delivery on outcomes, uh, and lastly, SupTech, which allows the supervisors to do the same. So, we need to, as a community of supervisors, think how can we how can we take advantage of these technological changes.
0: Great, thank you. Um, That's been very interesting to hear about the work happening at the international level and I think uh, another theme coming through the IOSCO meetings this week has been around how common the challenges are across jurisdictions notwithstanding Mm -hmm. A lot of the diversity in markets and and regulatory approaches thanks for your time today jonathan we'll be back with another episode of the asic podcast shortly if you have any feedback for us on this episode send a tweet to asic media we'd love to hear from you